Chevy smoke snack sticks. Welcome to Pod Minutes to Cast Night. It's the uh, podcast of Two Minutes Late Night. It's uh, where we listen to uh, albums that are just bad. They don't have to be by a bad band. They're just considered bad, or they just look pretty weird. And then we listen to them, and we try to find something nice about them. That's the whole show. You're here with the. <laughs> You're here with the Two Minutes Late Night Writers Room. Oh, hi, I'm Jeremy Hammond, and uh, today I got bullied by the FedEx guy for wearing a Sailor Moon t-shirt. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> that guy doesn't really work for FedEx. Everyone at FedEx loves Sailor Moon. That's true. He's probably a seasonal helper. Yeah, how dare. How dare he sass you. <laughs> My name is Katie, and I am three years in a row, third place, bar category, Girl Scout Bake Off champion. <laughs> I thought you were about to do, uh, my name is Katie and I'm here to say I like to podcast every day. My name is Katie and I like to party when I'm late to work. They call me tardy. Please cut that out. (laughs) I certainly will not. Um, I'm Lucy Steiner and I really like playing the board game Risk. Me too. (laughs) Me too. We should ruin our friendship sometime. Really? Oy vey. This is like everything I hate about everything. <laughs> yeah. And for, it's weird how different it, it's it's weird that it's really charming that Lucy likes risk and it's awful that Jeremy likes risk. <laughs> it is unsurprising. It is unsurprising and just like ugh. When that Lucy Jeremy said likes it we're risk. all like that's cute and when Jeremy <laughs> said we're like we know. <laughs> <laughs> Minute 2 we all came for Jeremy. <laughs> Oh, hooray. And uh, we also have Drew, who doesn't uh, live in New York anymore, but he's still part of the podcast. Hey, what's up? I'm Drew Kaufman, and the person that I'm staying with woke up at 7 in the morning and decided to start listening to the Decemberists. What's up? Gross. (laughs) It was bad. Call the police, because I'm going to murder him. (laughs) I don't even hate the Decemberists, and I hate that. (laughs) Too early for the Decemberists. We all know this. I think it's... I think if you are above 25, you have to wear headphones if you're going to listen to De- Decemberists. You should True. not be yeah. allowed to play that out loud. It's actually state law in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. I have no actual opinion on the Decemberists. I have heard a little bit of one of their songs, and I was like, it's Death Cab for Cutie, but no, it's not. I get it. Yeah, it's Death Cab for Cutie, but instead of being sad, they sing about whales. Sure. That's yeah. the band. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly the band. It's just a whale instead of a bird with yarn. <laughs> I think I think you can't listen to the Decemberists because I think that there's a rule and I have nothing to back this up, but I believe firmly that if it's uh, greater than five years old, but less than 40 years old and acoustic, you shouldn't listen to it. It's like my face piercings rule. Uh, like yeah. if you're over 22, you're not allowed to get a face pier- piercing. It's illegal. I you go to jail. Unless you already have a face piercing. Unless you already have one, you can add it. You can't get your first one. You can do ears. <laughs> yeah. You can do ears. But if you are, are 22 and you're like, I'm getting a lip ring, to jail. You're going to jail. <laughs> Does Do septum yeah. rings count? Septum would be the only exception I'd Because I, I think that's, I think septum rings are the exception. You know what? You get until you're 24 years old. <laughs> 
I'm just saying, if I one. get a, a fake job soon where I don't have to look presentable, I would get a septum ring like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the septum ring is the septum ring is the 2018 eyebrow ring. Like in the future, it's gonna look just as bad as getting a post Malone like forehead tattoo. I mm. I sort of I I kind of agree with that. Mm. It's also like it's like there are just there, there's we gotta have some rules with tattoos. Like you can't start your tattoo sleeve at the hand. If you start with a hand yeah. tattoo, <laughs> just, you look like you're wearing a fingerless glove until you get the rest of the tattoo. When we went to, when Katie and I went to Kaiju Big Battle last year, uh, I ran into uh, an old friend of mine who I hadn't seen since like middle school, probably. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh my God, Jeremy!" And like we like caught up for like a second until I noticed that he had. Similarly, no tattoos except for on the back of his hand, the most detailed, like richly colored eyeball I've ever seen. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. So that means he just got it done. Yeah, because it was very bright. It's so bright. Yeah, you he can't... like he he went from the shop to that wrestling match. <laughs> he ripped off that plastic in the Laboom bathroom, <laughs> and then he got infected from the Laboom bathroom. To be uh-huh. fair, I once showed up to one of Jordan's pop punk karaoke nights with a fresh tattoo, and I washed it off in the fucking Brooklyn <laughs> Bazaar bathroom because <laughs> I'm emotionally 17, which really leads us into what we're talking about. That today. Makes Sense. But before we get into that, did anyone listen to anything they liked this week? Uh, I listened to something cool today, like about 10 minutes ago. Um, I listened to this awesome fucking uh, feminist hardcore band called Fucked and Bound. Uh, Kat shared them. My new roommate Kat uh, just got a... Uh, like a new gig with Kerrang and she uh, wrote a whole article about them. Yeah. I, I haven't listened to it yet, but it looks, I, I apparently it rules. They're super I'm already cool. sold. The one thing that kind of bugged me about them though is that I typed in fucked and bound into Google really hoping that they weren't the first thing that came up. Like, you know, when you kind of are like a little bit like, all right, something bad's going to happen. Let's see what it is. But nope, the first like 10 things are actually that band, which was a little disappointing. Uh, Google safe search did me wrong tonight. Thank you. I, Wait, um, what did you want to see yeah, that wasn't Drew, just I didn't, porn? I didn't want to see it. I didn't want, but I was, you know, that you kind of hope like in a weird way, like a like a teen comedy scenario where you search for like hotmail.com, but you type it wrong and it's M-A-L-E and you're like, oh no, what happened? This is so whimsical. <laughs> you can just you can just watch it. It's okay. Although Tumblr no. has taken most of it away, but that's fine. <laughs> Listen, as somebody who is constantly consuming media he doesn't enjoy for the sole purpose of enjoying the fact that he doesn't enjoy it, I totally understand what Drew is saying. I get it. I get what you were going for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're okay. going to be watching decapitation videos. I was trying to make a joke, but uh, it's hard, I guess, out here. <laughs> I do love the influx. It's 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 really fun doing the podcast this way because it feels like Drew is our pet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I listened to. I actually saw a show, a a metal music show. Oh, yeah. Look at you at a metal music. (laughs) Was it our show? (laughs) No. That'd be great. I saw this man, Mutoid Man. Great. Um, I saw it was a it was a metal show and it was in a living room. 
Oh, cool. And it was a, a band. Hell yeah. Yeah. And it was a band called uh, Look the Part, Be the Part, Motherfucker. And... <laughs> And it's um uh two and it's two guys it's a duo and the guy wrote this very cool album about being on a mushroom trip and uh, they I played- love hearing you say mushroom trip a mushroom trip so lit- and, uh, so you went to like a house show are are yeah. they from here or are they from out of town I believe they're from here yeah it was in Queens they had a fog machine it was great I fucking <laughs> And they're looking for a drummer. If I, this I, is every... You could have seen any do metal band ever because that's just the narrative. Is, all right, our one album is about the time I got high and we need a new drummer. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's every, really true. Every, every local band. I love going to Welcome. house shows because you find out about like the weirdest projects and stuff but I'm also at the age I go to house shows and I'm like someone thinks I'm their aunt <laughs> they think I'm here to shut this party down <laughs> oh I had a moment like that where a girl like somebody was passing a joint around and a girl passed me and I was like oh no no I'm sorry it gives me anxiety <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 that's against the law <laughs> That's so good. Jeremy, did you listen to anything? No. I've just been playing traffic management video games. Okay. Katie? <laughs> um, I haven't listened to anything new, really. I've just been... Uh, but I would love suggestions for more feminist or queer hardcore bands because that's shit I've been really into lately because I love thrash and I love hardcore, but I can't listen to a man sing angry lyrics ever again I'm just broken inside so I need I need like more I mean I will because this is my life but uh more of that stuff uh don't DM me about it but leave it on the show page (laughs) (laughs) uh I started just really getting into PJ Harvey this week because I don't know yeah because you're emotional I'm just emotional well you know what it was I started uh uh because I've uh, I don't know. I'm almost thirty, so I'm gonna. I'm rewatching Buffy the Vampire Slayer again, um, and I started making a, a little playlist of uh, just like <laughs> bands that I, I had. Like I was like a playlist based around like if I owned the Bronze, like what would be the weird '90s bullshit I would put. And do you know what the Bronze is? No, I have oh, okay. never. Uh, I have a theory that. I've never been in a relationship with a woman, and I think it's because I have never watched Buffy the Vampire I Slayer. I think that, that is very accurate. <laughs> I have a theory that Buffy the Vampire Slayer is an okay show. Uh, you will love it. <laughs> the thing is, you're wearing a Sailor Moon t-shirt, so you're going to love it. He has a point there. You're going to get to like, Jeremy's the person who's going to go like, first season, I know what it is. Second season, be a little bit emotionally pulled in. And then by like season six, he's going to cry when he watches the body. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what's going to happen. But yeah, I need somebody to give me an excuse for it to be funny for me to get into Buffy. I hate, I hate what you've become. I'm so worried about you. I don't. Yeah. I'm you sorry. You need to ironically watch it? Yeah, this is who I am. This is just what it is, man. You know, I don't know pretty, what to tell you. It's pretty chill you've accepted it. Like, yeah. That's I, fair I, enough. You know, if this is your happy place, then like... As someone who... Jeremy, would you, would you, would you watch, watch it if I just constantly told you to watch The Wire? <laughs> like a reverse thing? 
Because <laughs> the wire's really good. The wire's okay. Oh my god. Shut up. The wire right, is shut the okay. I can't do this. Let's talk about this when album. I, as, yeah. As right. someone, I just, just one more word on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. As someone who watched, I watched the whole thing last year. Yeah. I, I was never a Buffy gal. Um, everybody, it's one of those things that like everybody was like, you're a Buffy gal, right? And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> but I watched the whole thing at a certain point. Uh, <laughs> I watched the whole I'm just picturing like in every interaction you have in your life, somebody being like, hey, by the way, you're a Buffy gal, right? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> and they said it like that, like they're my 50 year old uncle. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh-huh. No, Buffy no, gal. it gives me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> That's against the law. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did watch the whole, I binge watched the whole thing just to fulfill my destiny. Yeah. And um, it is exactly the progression you described. Right? It's like the first season, it's like, this is a little silly, but like I can bear it. Yeah. Second season, oh, this is getting kind of like layered. That's good. And by the sixth season, you're just like, no. <laughs> yeah. Angel, exactly- why? Yeah. No, is Angel, Angel, still around? Angel why is, is, be- he gets his own show by season three. He's not even in uh, it anymore. Seth Green, why? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> a little bit. It's mostly you're just charmed by the guy who played Piccolo in the live Dragon Ball movie. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Okay. That guy's a scab. We don't like him. Either way, yeah, well, Lucy will get this. I made a, um, I thought it was just, I, I ironically started to, I was like just making a playlist of just like Mark Lanigan songs. I was like, <laughs> and then just like, Started to throw in some Nick Cave. I was like, I guess I'm just building like what my dream would be if I owned the Bronze. And the Bronze is the only club in town, and there's always a weird '90s band playing <laughs> yes. in there. I, wish I think Blink One Eighty Two is. Yeah. I started singing Two Princes, but then I was singing uh, "I Wish You Would Step Off My Le- the Ledge, My Friend," which is a different '90s song, and that's how my brain's working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the spinning eyes. It's also um, where the trope of there's a good vampire and a bad boy vampire, but they're both just like lovely gay men. <laughs> yeah. where that trope comes from. Yes, that is exactly what it is. Ah, uh, yes. Man versus gay vampire. Yes. <laughs> All right, folks. So it's the holidays. And so we, all week, we're trying to figure out just, we've been planning for this episode, like, uh, like what would be the best, like, thing to do for like a Christmas episode would it be to do the non Christmas themed Trans-Siberian Orchestra thing would it be to do to like find a weird um, like metal covers Christmas album it's kind of more the second one I found out that there's it, it we just discovered that there is an entire album of just like weird uh, like new metal and emo bands uh, covering the entire <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack? Not the entire one. Two of the songs are just from the movie. Yeah, two of those (laughs) songs are just dialogue that were turned into songs. But yeah, we did Nightmare Revisited, which was a... uh, Which, before we get into the details of it, Lucy, Mm -hmm. how do you think this album happened? Okay, I think the way this album happened was that a bunch of um, musicians got together and they were like, let's disappoint the only person who believes in us, (laughs) Lucy Steiner. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. no, Lucy, you were supposed to be the one who liked it. (laughs) I'm 
actually, I was rooting for this album so much that I probably hate it more than any album. <laughs> oh, I am so furious that I had to listen to this album that I don't think I'm friends with any of you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, my roommate knocked on my door and she's like, did you hurt yourself? I heard you screaming. <laughs> I did. I, I was walking my dog listening to this and I was just walking through my neighborhood going, oof. <laughs> <laughs> Out loud. Like, they thought I was mad at my dog, but I was just like, listen, it was just that... The All-American Rejects guy ah. was tried. Okay. Ah. Before we get into it, Drew, what did you think overall? Well, I was I was walking down the street in public listening to it, and I didn't think it was going to be that bad. And then about um, 20 seconds into the Marilyn Manson cover of This Is Halloween, I thought to myself, oh, fuck, am I a pedophile? Do I need to go to jail? This is terrible. Because <laughs> only a pedophile would listen to this. Here's the thing. What rips on this album, the overture, the beginning part where it sounds like if Gogol, 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 don't know how to pronounce the name, Bordello, Goggle Bordello, if they just, <laughs> if they were all, if it was just like one guy who built like a Rube Goldberg to play every instrument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that beginning part it was, where it sounds uh, like it's like one guy doing the whole. It was a uh, Devachka. I don't know who that like, is. They are uh, like horny band camp people. That's their whole shtick. They're a yeah. band of horny band camp people, and all their songs are like that, but with somebody singing about being real horny. Here's the thing. No one was singing. I just I, I just imagined like one weird old like 1920s professor with like a science machine mm-hmm. with like a weird uh yep. steampunk accordion machine. I think and I've, then he was like kind of playing a violin too. I think I've talked about this before on the show, but I I always picture the strokes that way, but with like a more futuristic scientist. Like I picture that as like one big machine with like a bunch of like robotic parts just playing all the little instruments that are attached to it. That actually makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, yeah, like you pull a handle and then uh, it just says someday out of like a big spickety like yeah, uh, it's like factory. A, it's got like a thing. like a smokestack on the top that just kind of like yeah. spits out the words. <laughs> you know, it's my yeah, favorite exactly. part of uh, having Drew Skype in is that ha- we only hear half of the words. So, like <laughs> when we until the podcast was released, I've. I'm gonna have some surprises. Like, oh, that was the whole set. Okay, I get the it. Surprises. The other half isn't funny either. <laughs> it just sounds like you're you're. It, it's like the Sonic the Hedgehog level where he's underwater and he's dying <laughs> a little bit. Say. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I don't know. Lucy mentioned that she was rooting for it. She uh, was disappointed by it, but so. This movie, we all grew up like in the 90s, and this movie had just fucking around whether you wanted it to be or not. Yeah. Everybody has seen this movie. Uh-huh. A lot of people like probably like a million times, uh, yeah. whether they wanted to or not. Uh, what's your trajectory with this movie? Let's we'll start I, with Jeremy. Okay. I liked it when it came out. I remember seeing the trailers for it and being like really excited for it because it's just like, 
weird and cool and animated and like as somebody who's into cartoons like I remember being really excited about it and I liked it when it came out and then I forgot about it for so long and then it felt like one day I just like woke up from a coma and suddenly like a lot of people had made this movie their personality and that was really weird for me because I was like oh yeah that fun movie with like the clay and stuff yeah that was a cool movie you guys like really like it that much huh go figure Katie I also liked it as a kid because, you know, it was a fun, weird movie. And everyone who was a little bit spooky went through a Tim Burton phase, I'm mm-hmm. sure. And I am like, you know, I've been very upfront. Like when I was like a teenager, I definitely was like a hot topic kid for sure. You know, I had pink hair and like you loved new metal and shit. But even, so like Jeremy said, people made it their entire personality. So it became this weird cultural phenomenon beyond the moment it was created. It seeped into the 2000s and all of a sudden there's all these kids wearing fucking Nightmare Before Christmas merch all the time, talk like quoting it. And even then... I was like, miss me with that theater kid shit. Cause like I was not like, I liked it just fine as a movie, but it feels like when, yeah, it's just like they couldn't commit all the way to being goth. They still had to be fucking musical theater kids. It's like some fucking panic at the disco bullshit. Yeah, Cause it's a Disney movie, isn't it? Yeah. It's a Disney movie. And you know what? I'm, I don't fuck with that either. Yeah, I exactly. don't. So it's like you found a way to be goth and also still be a Disney dork. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's just like these fucking like NPR tote bag people that listen to the Hamilton soundtrack and they're like, I love hip hop now. I'm it's a hip hopper. We're talking about it's cartoons. Welcome to our domain. I the just like. Christmas is goth Hamilton. Yeah. And it's just like, even then I was just like. I don't want to sing along. I, you know, like, I'm going to just go listen to MSI sing about being angry and gay, I guess, <laughs> which is like just as embarrassing, but at least I wasn't yeah. like pretending to be anything I wasn't. I don't know. I just fucking, I just hate, I just hate this, this corner of personality. Yeah. It really rubs me the wrong way. And so when you guys announced we were doing this album, I was like, no, because you know what? It was doomed out the gate because I already hate it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, uh, Jeremy and Katie have reverted to a weird 14-year-old trauma. Uh, Lucy, how are you doing? What's 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 your what's your uh, trajectory with this movie? This is going to be so weird for me to explore. Okay. I'm excited. The sentence, you found a way to be goth and a Disney dork, is such a perfect description of who I was. <laughs> In my sophomore year of high school. You have to understand, like, there were so many layers of fraudulence to me when I was, like, 15. Yeah, it's I was what like, being a 15-year-old is. Yeah. Yeah, like, none of fake, us were Everyone's cool. a fake bitch when <laughs> but 15. Like, with me, it reached, like, I, at least I think it reached, like, a truly meta level where it was, <laughs> like, I was, like, a fucking, like, dork, and then I... But I wanted to, like, pretend to be... And I wanted to be, like, cool, cool, like, straight cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I wanted... In order to get there, I wanted to, like, pretend to be a Hot Topic kid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be, like, I don't need to be like you. So it was like it was like going the other direction in order to like disorient my uh, 
my my prey. Now, can you Which describe was, a look for this us? Is literally, I like that we we heard fourteen year old Katie just yell at fourteen year old Lucy. It really, <laughs> here's the thing though. I still would have been your friend, but like when you brought out the Princess Bride tape, I'd be like, I gotta go. <laughs> Oh man! A perfect description of so many people I was friends with back then too. Uh, but that said, the Nightmare Before Christmas was always a movie I genuinely loved. Uh, loved it as a kid. Loved it as an adult. Only gathered more me- meaning for me over time. Yeah, it's a movie. Uh-huh. I think it's a movie about seasonal depression. Yeah, because yeah. it's it, it's about this guy who really want who really envies like the happiness of everyone he sees, but he can't really capture it. I mean, <laughs> and then he tries to by going completely out of like the, what would be the normal things he does, and then realizes that that won't make him happy either. Yeah, You're right. as an yeah. adult watching yeah. that movie, I'm just like, I have dated this man, and he cannot fix it. That's oh, that's a that new. That was my. <laughs> that's the new term for emotion. Stunted man is pumpkin kings. <laughs> Let me tell you, I have traversed the pumpkin patch. That was always my shit with this movie, though. Is like I liked it as a kid, uh, of course, um, because like I liked. I'm still like a stupid, weird timber. I have a I have Beetlejuice and Pee Wee Herman on my shelf because that's just you know the two mo- yeah. movies mm-hmm. that are our show. Although um, I'd argue that Pee Wee Herman is not like when you think about like the Tim Burton kid, like you're not thinking about Pee Wee. Right, Herman. you're not. Yeah, you're not. Um, but uh, no, what I remember when this. This movie got weird for me. It was, yeah, in high school, but it was... I remember why it came back into the populace. It's literally because of Blink-182. Yeah. And then I remember oh, hearing yeah. the line... That line. Because every I, well, everyone be- was obsessed with it, but then the line happened, and I I remember hearing the line, like, live, like Jack and Sally, I was like, that's a... Sh- they have a shitty relationship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're not, like, the whole movie is, like, like she's like, I would like to be with this guy. He's like, get away from me. I'm touching a tree. <laughs> also, the whole worth, movie. worth pointing out, they do not have Halloween on Christmas. They do not. That's not what the movie's about. <laughs> no. <laughs> Pull it together, Mark. Pull um, it together. You know that was a Tom line. Drew saying it, but Tom wrote it. Drew. No, it was a Mark line, and I know this because oh, no. that that was like his contribute. Like that was Mark trying to be deep mm. while Tom was trying to write Taking Back Sunday song. So you know Tom was mad about that because when he was like trying to get twisted, dude, he's like fucking Tim Burton. How much more twisted does it get? You see those backdrops? Those mountains are all twisty. Yeah. All right, Drew, did you have a pass with this movie or did you just like watch Jackass the movie instead? Uh, I mean, of course I watched Jackass the movie instead. That's how I it have a bruised tailbone that still hurts to this day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to be but, either or. <laughs> I watched No, I, I don't think it was. Well, I didn't like this movie, actually. When I was a kid, I didn't like it because I watched a lot of weird stuff because my I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm Jewish, but we did like the celebratory Christmas stuff where you don't have any of the religion things. So you just buy every VHS tape, um, that you possibly can. And so I watched a lot of like really weird Will Vinton claymation. He did so many, he did so many really, really, really weird, uh, cartoons about like Halloween and stuff. And I would watch those. And then I saw this and I was like, what the fuck? This isn't that weird. All they're trying to do is kidnap Santa. Like, where's like. 
the weird pig monsters and all this crazy bullshit that's in all those movies. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas became like a way for me to learn that I probably shouldn't get tattoos. Because I remember <laughs> I was working at the Levi store when I was 18 and there was this girl that I worked with and all she wanted to do was quit. She couldn't wait to quit. And she was like, I'm going to quit. But first I got to get my first tattoo payment down because she just turned 18. And I'll never forget the day that she comes to work with a full Nightmare Before Christmas sleeve, literally going down to her hand, just the outlines in 2006. Oh, and rest in I peace. thought that was pretty fucking weird. Um, but then I like that was that was weird. And then like flash forward to maybe like a year ago, I saw a guy that was at least fifty on the train with a uh, with a Jack Skellington tattoo on his leg, <laughs> and I thought that was really weird too because I was like, this is a movie for fourteen year olds, and it is, but it also came out like 10 years before we all remember it like this movie's fucking old this movie is old but it feels like a thing that was in high school because this uh yeah i remember it becoming a thing i remember it, it was spiking because of the blink what i did mm-hmm. song and i remember it because it was like it has that i remember because the love story was that isn't in the movie that's not what the, the movie is 45 minutes long and it's a guy like falls in some snow and then he's like oh no i should go back to being a pumpkin but with it's like that's it uh there is no real love story and it was one of those things where it's like it's like kind of like what they're trying to do now with like suicide squad they're trying to make joker and harley quinn like a love symbol of hot oh, topic yeah. stores and it's like that's the Joker and Harley Quinn is about is about abuse. abuse. Yeah. It's about yeah. re, you sh, don't turn this into a love story. That's bad. <laughs> the real love stories between Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn. That's true. Yeah, yeah. the Read real love story is between Batman and Joker. Yes, that is uh, that is the most accurate, Jeremy. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like I, that's how I remember. I remember uh, resenting the movie just because people uh, uh, were were like uh, would like buy the merch that has them like kissing, and I'm like. That's that's not healthy. They shouldn't. You. That's bad. Yeah. yeah. I think. I think that's weird. Um, wow. This is a very wide range of feelings. Yeah. <laughs> about this movie. Yeah. Um, well, it really affected our lives as spooky people trying to impress people who got nautical star tattoos when they're fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't. I. I don't know. I was. Uh, I didn't have like a huge. Uh, attachment to it but I remember that uh, I also remember I remember when this album came out because I remember the uh, I remember hearing the Marilyn Manson cover because he like uh, played it he played it on like uh, I think like some late night talk show he played on Leno how weird is that he played on fucking Jay Leno fucking Jay (laughs) it's so weird that rules you guys you guys hear about this you guys hear about this this Marilyn Manson (laughs) Yes, Manson, he's like 45 years old now. He's gonna play a mo- He's gonna play a song for 13 year olds. If that isn't a metaphor for his entire career, I don't know what is. I will say, I said this when I came over. Um, this is like the lineup of bands, and this being a Nightmare Before Christmas cover album is like the most 2007 thing I've ever seen. It it's genuinely, like, it feels like corporate synergy, doesn't it? Like, it well, feels, it was on yeah, purpose. It's like it, this feels like it was manufactured for Hot Topic shelves. It wasn't manufactured for Hot Topic specifically, but yes, I mean, it was. It was specifically a corporate poll. It was yeah. meant to sell shit, and also, it, it's just so. It's like a MySpace came out and choked me to death. Like I just <laughs> Yeah. But 
But that's the thing about these albums. Like, these things have existed uh, forever, oh, these yeah. fucking terrible tribute albums. Like, who are they actually for? Because the reality is that you're either going to either listen to your favorite song done by an artist that you hate, or you're going to listen to an artist that you like do a terrible cover of this song. Like, they've been putting these yeah. out for years. And I've well, never enjoyed any of them. I think it's for teenagers who don't know about music, but like whatever they're tributing. Yeah. I well, And like, I think, I think the reason that people do them is because it's a way for people to, they think it's a way for people to find out about their band. It was, I I had that the like uh, similar look. Like when I saw this album, I was like, I think what happened, how this happened was like, I think Corn and Marilyn Manson were like, or, or, or like Marilyn Manson did his thing, and then two years later, they wanted to do like an album, and then Corn was like, "Oh, we we could do one of the things I like that shit," and then they were like, "Well, we can't just release like two albums," and then yeah, or like it was like Corn, Evanescence, and like Marilyn Manson, they were like, "We have ideas." Wait, and is Evanescence they, on this? Yeah. Huh. Right? It's, I, it sounds no. like that, but I don't think it is. Song? She's on it. It's just her solo. It's Amy Lee's yeah. solo. Oh, yeah. I didn't. She cashed in all of that uh, early 2000s vampire movie soundtrack money and went solo. Mm. Well, like, on the album, like, those those three, like, are, it was like, okay, clearly, like, they got, like, first dibs. Yeah. Like, I think it was like, Marilyn Manson was like, I'm doing this as Halloween. And then, like, everyone was like, well, fuck. I, like, Corn was like, I guess I'm going to do the fucking, we'll do the other weird one that everyone remembers. Yeah. We'll do the other, like, <laughs> most memorable song on the, that's, like, cool if a dude sings it. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> And then, like, Amy Lee's like, I'll do the fucking sad ballad because that's my brand. <laughs> like, that's... And then they just, like, I don't, they just, like, cashed in on, um, they're just, the rest of the bands don't even fit. Like, yeah. The All-American Rejects and the Plain White Tees are just, like, monotone singing these songs to an acoustic guitar. Okay, I did want to bring up the All-American Rejects thing is very funny to me because... I think it speaks to a part of the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas fandom that's like not often spoken about, which is in your high school, the one jock who had a Jack Skellington wallet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Well, and like where we grew up on Long Island, the, the, it was the birthplace of the sensitive bro jock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by sensitive, I mean they went on to write songs about women dying in car crashes, but, you know, yeah. they thought they were sensitive. Well, it's like uh, the, it's the one jock who was, like, really mean all the time, but then would, like, secretly be to you just, like, I kind of like Alkaline Trio, and you'd be like, why don't you act like it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's super funny. So, all right, well, Jeremy messaged me this morning, like, the Marilyn Man. You think the Marilyn Manson? This is Halloween slaps. I think the Marilyn Manson. Okay, so b- before we, before I uh, become crucified by my podcast co-host, I would just like to say I was equally surprised by how much I enjoyed some of this, by how much I hated some of this. Yeah, I expected most of this to go by in a daze and be one of those albums that I'd have to listen to a few times to get an opinion. This one. I immediately knew where I stood on almost every song. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> where, like, the first one, the Devochka one, I'm like, 
they're putting in a shift. They're doing what they're supposed to do. That's what you want from Devochka. Good job. Then it's yeah. Danny Elfman, and you're like, wow, that's a big get for this. Well, he wrote the original. Yeah, no, I know, but it's so. like uh, it's it's weird that it's a compilation of his music where like he's the big get on the comp. You know? Yeah. Well, especially because it's 2007. So I mean, Corn and, and Manson have been famous for a long time. Yeah. But, uh, so like. Plain white tees didn't break out yet. Yeah, no, they did. They uh, did. They were. They were. They were, they were huge. They were huge. Was they were, hey, they were Delilah already they were came on out. Way out. Uh, what yeah. about uh, Ri- was it Rise Against or Rise Against was huge, huh? Rise Against. I get a little is confused. Still huge. Yeah, I get them mixed up. Yeah. With Strike Anywhere, I always get those two mixed up. I do too, but I remember I'm I I I think about it a little bit, and then it was like one is clearly more famous than the other. Yes. Anyways, can we talk? Wait, wait, can we talk about the Rise Against cover for a second? Or am I Let's. We're gonna do it song by song. I think we have so, to. Okay. Right? Let's do it. Yeah. Sounds so great. we've already. We've already. Does anybody have like a strong opinion about the Devochka one? It I hate like, no. that style of music so much. Yeah. I fucking hate it. I hate it. I hate circus punks. I hate. I hate. <laughs> I hate punks. circus punks. I hate folk punk. Get your fucking banjo out of here, Skylar. Get the fuck out of here. This Learn is, how to dress yourself. Take that dumb bowler hat and your monocle and get the fuck out of my town. This this is white genocide. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't think... Does anyone... Could anyone possibly have a strong feeling about Danny Elfman doing some of the VO from the movie? I, <laughs> I just think it's really funny that they like they clearly ran out of like connections to get a string quartet. Because no, there's a couple just... of instrumentals on here where you're like, all right, well, it's just like it is in the movie. Good job, I, I guess. I... You know, I, uh, I, we have discussed my love of new wave in this show somewhat. Um, I wasn't as big of an Oingo Boingo person as we all know. I'm Team Mark Mothersbug, uh, but I kind of thought, <laughs> you know, Mothersbug. <laughs> listen, I'm it just this is how I speak. But I did think it was kind of like a weird way that they were like, maybe he was hoping kids would then Google his name after seeing it on this. I feel like it was the, honestly like it's the producers. Like, I'm just I, I'm just surprised that uh, Danny Elfman needed the money that badly. I guess like this was a year after Spider-Man three, and he thought the residuals were going to be better. I honestly, <laughs> I don't think it's a money thing. I I really think he was just like, yeah, kids will look up who I am now. Or I and I think it was honestly, he doesn't need the money. I think the producers of the album were like, we're re-releasing the movie. Will you do this? Like as like a like like true fans will love it. Like it's just a sneaky. Yeah. Yeah, if you like just a- come in and do the thing. The equivalent of doing an interview or something like a press. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, well, this Honestly, was released. I, I looked it up a little bit. It was released with like the original album too. So it was like they're putting the whole thing. Ooh, together. double disc. Yeah. So they were like, let's get Danny Elfman to just do anything. Who cares? <laughs> uh, let's stop. This psychotic okay. person is like, let's listen to this whole thing twice. <laughs> I know. A fucking. Monster. And now this time with corn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So the Marilyn Manson. Uh, cover. Okay, so I think it slaps. You said you thought it was good too. I think it's. I it's think for what I expected, uh, it, it's. You know what this is? There are certain covers on this album where it's like it's it's like face off, like it's bad. Yeah. Yes. But they commit to it so bad, and they just. I'm like, you know what? You make you you are like filling in all the plot holes so that I'm just in. I, I'm just. 
There's nothing I can say. Like, if you look past, like, yes, it's fucking Marilyn Manson doing a goddamned yes. Nightmare Before Christmas song. It's the best possible execution of that. Yes. That there you know what it reminds me yeah. of? is. Uh, do you remember when there was that rumor circling around that uh, DMX was going to do a celebrity boxing match with uh, George Zimmerman? That would yes. be amazing. And you're like, in your head, you're like, this is what DMX's career has been leading to. Because you're like, he has so many options for a song to walk out to. What's it going to be? Which one's it going to be? Like when I saw Marilyn Manson covering, uh, what is it? This is Halloween? Yeah. Yeah. Immediately you're like, well, this is what it was all for, Marilyn. This is where this was all leading. <laughs> I don't. No, I, I no. disagree. So I hate this album. And I hate him doing this song because up to this point, he was still trying to have the facade that he was still like nonconformist and like he's like yeah I'm spooky and like I don't care what you think America but this was cementing that he's like no dog just give me that money and like (laughs) I'm not saying it's a surprise or a shock or anything but it's just like such a blatant like eat up you you fucking pig eat the slop eat that shit it is exactly what it is Uh, I gotta say that I love to imagine that Jeremy's right and that he was just sitting on a weird throne in his his house it is my time it's time There's I also, didn't think it would come so soon. Just doing some weird time. thing with his fingers. <laughs> it was really, it's, here's the thing. It was going to be that, it's, Marilyn Manson could have gone, gone like two ways. It's kind of like, um, because the Marilyn Manson that's on this song is not, is not like, mechan- is not like screaming Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Or like any, like, but he's it's like not 90 like 90 other Marilyn Mansons and that's what's fun yeah. about well, it. He, it's, it's really funny that he's just, it's just like, well, no, it's all just, it's all Marilyn Manson doing his version of the Axl Rose verse voice. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah. Like, he's just doing his weird like, does like, just pinching his throat and this is how I talk now. But you can see that he's like trying to do a couple of different ones and you're like, you know what? Like the thing that I picture is him just having a fucking blast in the studio doing all those voices. See, like, what? you know, my man is doing all sorts of fun little like hoedown no, dances that's while what he's I'm doing saying. it. This is passionless. I'm saying he did this laying down on the toilet. He phoned it in. He called it and left it on an answering machine and left. He's wearing there gym shorts. No effort. He didn't even this put on makeup. This is what your mom thinks that Marilyn Manson sounds like. She thinks it's like a guy who kind of sounds a little weird shouting, this is Halloween over and over again. <laughs> I agree with that. All right, let's, let's, we got all these. Yeah, we got to go. All right, yeah. So I, so I think it's, I, I don't know, overall, like Katie, Katie hates it. It's, it's passionless. I agree. There is no passion in it. I would say that the most disappointing song was What's This? Because yeah. like, because that song has so much energy. Oh, it's it. so good in the movie. Yeah. yeah. That's also, the one where he's like running around everywhere and you're like, that's the that's the one that locks you in. Yeah, yeah it's well, very stica- got- very quick, very fast paced. I yeah. also was these, uh, these bastards. I also these was fucking bastards. <laughs> Who is Flyleaf? I was about to say. So I was so angry, like the whole time listening to this. But this particularly angered me because I had I I I messaged a group chat about it because yeah. Flyleaf 
is one of those just like bands they signed like fly by night. They're like, oh, new metal, like Evanescence. We got to get this uh, lady over angry music. thing. It was just like, uh, you know, one of those like uh, new metals, last gasp, uh, Papa Roach signed bands. And I hate that this album made me remind me that they exist. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. They would play ads for them endlessly on MTV they'd be like yeah what's up spooky bitch we didn't give kitty a chance but how about fly leaf <laughs> this is oh my god this is what this all is katie is you're just you're still you're hurt for kitty yes <laughs> brackish is a great song <laughs> i i had another uh, high school archetype for this one mm-hmm. uh fly leaf on this uh compilation sounds like the horse girl who came back from summer camp goth yes <laughs> yeah one hundo <laughs> I, I think this 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 is the, one of those covers where my it's enemies. like <laughs> where they changed they, it's one of those covers where uh it's like you know you're doing it wrong when you're changing all of the melodies to the song. Yeah. Like the melodies are different and I just the way this uh girl was singing just sounded like uh it sounded like if the uh the I'm a very sexy baby character from 30 Rock had a band. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, if it just sounds like someone doing a sexy baby voice <laughs> for a whole song. Yeah, I hated it. Yeah. Oh. Here, I was furious listening to the seven-minute part of the movie that was turned into a song oh, by I'm the sorry. Polyphonic... Did you say seven minutes? I think you mean ten minutes. It's ten minutes. The polyphonic... Ten minutes I of the looked... polyphonic spree. Here's so... the thing. I looked up what that was. I was so shocked. That is where St. Vincent is from. Yes. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The yeah, only yeah. good thing about the polyphonic spree. I have a lot to say about this. Please, because please go when for it, I was like... Freshman in college, art school, I went through like a very like Margot Tenenbaum phase because a dude I liked, I wore a crazy jacket and I said, is this too much? And he said, yes. And it just, I was a virgin and 18 and it ruined my life. (laughs) And like, I, uh, I, you know, I became less like punk and stuff and all of a sudden became this like twee Daniel Klaus character mm-hmm. and so obviously I still even though it was a little bit over I liked the flaming lips mm-hmm. and then somebody yeah. was like okay if you like that you might like polyphonic spree I'm like that cult they advertise on Fuse all the time yep that's the one and so <laughs> I looked into it and immediately I'm like I do not need this is cl- like Clearly, you're not from someplace where Hari Krishnas are because I have seen this shit and I have read the documentaries. I don't want none. I don't need any of these captains that come to the floor. I don't need any of these Bonwani fucking out in the woods building fucking instruments. I know where this leads. It ends with a house fire. You ever wonder what it's like to tour as the polyphonic spree? They must I don't make like know. two bucks each Do you know what the polyphonic spree is? I do. Didn't they do that song, uh, Day and Night or yep. whatever? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Reach yeah. for the Sun. Was Guys, you know, you yeah. know. You're overlooking, you're looking, you're overlooking something huge. Besides the fact that the polyphonic spree has 30 members in it, <laughs> they also did the soundtrack to Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is the nightmare before Christmas when you're in your 20s. That- oh my God. Oh my yes. God. Oh my God. It is. That's Holy oh shit. Oh my god, that's so real. Yep. 
any girl yeah. like in no, it's it's in nightmare. like yeah. 2012 who described herself as a Clementine. You need to run the fuck away from that. Yeah, it's uh, it's the Nightmare Before Christmas for a different income bracket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Drew, way less Mexicans. Fuck, not wow. to quote Jordan Thanks. here. No, you can you, you can quote me on that. It's the most astute thing that's been said all podcast. <laughs> you <laughs> you've never thought but that is a real thing though. The polyphonic spree is like that's their whole thing is that they have like thirty members at a time, and like Saint Vincent was basically one of like seven guitarists, and she was like, "Hey, I'm really good. I'm gonna leave." Because <laughs> yeah. I don't need to be in fucking to be the fair, Von Trapp family singers of indie say, rock. Yeah. I um I saw St. Vincent before she became like what she is now when she was just like touring as a folk outfit and surprise surprise I fucking hated it. Now she rules, but like I saw her post breakup polyphonic spree. So it took a minute to incubate like how cool she is now. She's oh, yeah. shredding on this song. Uh the 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 brief spots where there isn't a an emotionless flaming lips ex choir and there's just like weird Jimi Hendrix guitar out of nowhere. I was like, okay, what is this? Yeah. Well, this this eight minute song was like the goth Hotel California, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, really. Which is probably why I hated it. There were so many. It was so weird because I, that's I think why we're giving the Marilyn Manson cover so much credit is because like he he knew how to do him yeah. doing it. That's the thing. It sounded so- like Marilyn Manson, and it sounded like Nightmare, and that's. Yeah, Ideally, what you, sounds, even if you don't like it, it it's at sound, least a, an effective cover. Yeah. yeah. The rest of these are just like, it sounded like whatever Flyleaf was, was like, um, we don't know how to make this sound like us. So we're going to do uh, us doing, uh, just kind of vaguely singing these lyrics. I um, I kind of, the only one that I kind of liked was the corn one, actually. The corn one also slaps. Yeah. Hold yeah. on, wait, are we there? I mean, I feel like we can skip the yeah, instrumental. You wanna, you wait, can, I, can, I, can I say one thing about the polyphonics, or the, the string quartet thing? Yeah. Because this is a very real thing, which is that, so, okay, so you have the string quartet tribute. Does everybody remember in, like, the early 2000s that there was, uh, a thing that you could do, which was that if you really liked a band, all you wanted to do was buy their fucking shit and they didn't put stuff out fast enough. So you'd end up buying like the string quartet. Tribute. Yes. Yes. Like, like a very distinctly remember. Yeah. 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 I very distinctly remember I had the uh, string quartet <laughs> tribute to the Mars Volta and do a Treyu. And it was like, oh boy, yes. it's all those things I like without any vocals whatsoever. Wow, I don't relate to this at all because I, I remember seeing those and just being like, I'm fine. <laughs> like, I, I had the, I, I had Apocalyptica. I had the Bluegrass tribute to Metallica. Oh my God, you the know what? The Bluegrass version of one fucking rips. It's really I, good. Drew, you and I might be the only two people on the planet who had Shrink Quartet a Treyu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think a train would song anyways. Me neither. That's why I was like, what could this be? Well, I guess like in MySpace era, everyone was doing that. They're like, here's an acapella version. Here's a string quartet oh, version. Man. The fucking this is around the time period too of the uh the acapella boom. You remember when like college acapella groups were a thing? They're still a thing, but they're oh, yeah. just I mean, I'm not in college anymore, so I don't know. No, they know. like acapella <laughs> groups always we exist. It's a real uh, Oh wait. This is 2008. Oh, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, acapella is like a real uh, 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 Ivy League thing. Like yeah, they've it existed. Sucks. Yeah, yeah. Ivy League colleges are really big on producing music that nobody actually listens to in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I only really have two more opinions. Well, hold which on. is that the corn one rules and the sparkle horse one. It fucking sucks. That's the word. I I was mad. Here's the thing. I think that uh, minus minus the Bee Gees, Axl Rose, and um, I don't know, probably one more person. Klaus knew me. The male falsetto voice should be illegal. And Prince. Prince should, should right. be. Right, yes, Prince also. I don't even count. I, and Tiny Prince Tim. can do. You gotta have Tiny Tim. Oh, oh yeah, Tiny, Tiny Tim, Tim, yeah. Of course. Basically, if you. Okay, here's the thing. All of those people are dead, so if you're alive now. <laughs> so is the guy from Sparkle Horse. The guy from Sparkle Horse. I, I had to look it up because I was like, this is the saddest, shittiest music in the world. What the fuck is Sparkle Horse? Yeah, and of course, right this guy killed himself, as you would do if you were Sparkle Horse. Damn. Wait, this guy killed himself? Yeah, he shot himself in the heart with a gun. Probably because he that's was not, That's not very sparkly of him. <laughs> the guy from Sparkle Horse Although, I, although uh, uh, I would say it is quite horse-like. <laughs> Boy, they. They shoot that sparkle is horses, don't horse. they? Um, the, uh, when I was in middle school, um, I got forced to go uh, horseback riding uh, at this camp <laughs> that I was at. Hold on. This is going to prove you. Yeah, you're picturing it right because the whole thing was, uh, it was this, uh, like, I was... I was like a bat. Picture yeah. you on top of the horse, just like, here's the thing. This sucks. Yeah. Horses suck. Just here's saying. A, that was literally me. At this. That's exactly what it was. I, yep. I, you can finish the story. It I'm doesn't listening. matter. Um, it is good. Uh, so, all right. Uh, I, I'm like being a pain in the ass uh, all the time because I w- it was me in a- in middle school. Of course I sucked and was really hard to deal with if you were uh, like an authority figure. Uh-huh. Um, and they were like, here's the thing. At this camp, everybody's got to go horseback riding. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I was like, I don't have any of the stuff. I don't have any of the gear. And my friend who was named Spuds and way older than all of the kids. I don't know why he was there, but he was like, you can borrow my stuff. I was like, fuck this. You don't see what's happening right now. I'm trying to get... This thing's got big teeth. They're flat, but they're really big. I had to like go and like shovel horse shit and they made me go horseback riding and I had never been on a horse and all of the other kids had been on horse. They're on horses every day. Uh-huh. So we're just trot- We're just like clapping along and the kids are literally just like, we're bored come on (laughs) and eventually the counselor against his better judgment just goes all right get ready to haul ass and i'm like excuse me (laughs) the horses take my horse takes the fuck off ahead of like the counselor um they made me saddle my own horse so it's not well done eventually i'm just hugging the side of this horse And I'm like, I have to fuck, I have to, I have to let go and I'm going to get just like, because I'm not going to make it the whole way. I let go. The horse kicks me in the face. Um, I have like, you have so many face injuries. I have only face injuries. (laughs) Um, And uh, so I'm bleeding out the mouth. Like the, the counselor like finds me like in a ravine. (laughs) Covered. I'm just the Andrew WK album cover. Covered in blood, and the guy goes like, "Oh no, what happened?" I was like, "I fucking told you I don't want to ride a horse." Um, Jesus Christ! How do you not look like Yamcha? It's nuts. 
It doesn't make sense. Um, here's the thing. Two days later, they realized, oh, this horse is insane. They put me on a very unstable horse. And the horse, like... <laughs> no, the horse broke free when they were trying to, like, do something to it. And then the horse ripped through a fence and then impaled itself through the heart. <laughs> so, yeah... <laughs> Shocking. When you said a horse, when you said shooting itself in the heart is a very horse thing to do, in my life, that is fucking true. Oh my god. Oh my god. I don't know how we're going to. And it's too late. You give horses a bad name. All right. Thank you. Bad name. Okay. That horse also, before that horse died, he screamed, it's better to live one day as a lion than a lifetime as a lamb. <laughs> and then he killed himself. A lifetime as a stupid horse. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. That is the epilogue of that story is one of the saddest, <laughs> and, saddest. and funniest things at the same time I've ever heard. All right, the corn cover. It, it was good. It's, it's good. It's really good. They do I a really good job. It sounds like I, a corn song. It's the best one. What do you I, think, Drew? It's the best one. It was awesome. It's the best. It, it's it exactly. It is genuinely awesome. They like have a riff that works. Like yeah, it's got a fun little like riff that isn't in the original song, but it works with it. Yeah, they the like capture the energy like a corn of it. chorus. Yeah, and he's he's doing all the all these different voices in it that sound. That, that aren't from like the movie, but it actually makes you understand that it's like a different character. Yeah, doing this part. You see that interview that uh, our friend Ethan did with Jonathan Davis from Kerrang, and he asked Jonathan Davis like, "Are you a coffee or a tea drinker?" And he literally says, "I drink lots of Monster. That's my thing." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, of course. That's why. Why even have an interview? We know that the answer. So goddamn funny. You know who I'm. You know who's the most surprising isn't on this album because their singer has a nightmare before Christmas leave. Where the fuck is AFI? Oh. Where the fuck is AFI in this You're album? You're right. That's actually. This would have been height. This is like girls not gray time. Yeah, this, this is, is beyond. This is the rabbit one where they got where they were just wearing all white and it was huge for some reason. Yeah. The Miss That's, Murder album. This is Miss Murder shit. Yeah, man. This is we sound like Green Day now. Get? They might have been. You might like they might have just been too big of a get at this point. Where's My Chemical Romance? Too yeah, similarly, this is Black Parade time. Yeah, so this, this is, is like they're too big. Also, Gerard Way seems like the type of guy that would act too good for that. Mm, and yeah, mm. he he is too good for well, it. Well, because I know I just like this would be the time period where he came to talk at SVA because now he's famous. Yeah, and like I remember being in this uh, talk where people were like, "Hey, Gerard Way, how do you have a successful comic book?" Because he just put out uh, Umbrella Academy, yeah. and he's like, "Well, no one took me seriously, and then I became a multi." platinum rock star and now anyone will do anything i want and we're like not helpful <laughs> it is a, it is a shame uh because i think um my chemical romance and afi have two of the most surprisingly awesome covers i know um mcr doing doing uh uh astro zombies is fucking great yeah. for that tony really, hawk really soundtrack um and similarly, AFI 
did not think the cover was going to work when I saw they did a cover. They did a cover of like, had like a whole, um, but it's fast and it rips. Like they just hmm. take the bass riff and turn I've never it heard into it. a, it weirdly kicks so much ass. There's also a really good they video whip that of song's uh, ass. Davey Havoc with uh, Ceremony playing Straight Edge Revenge and that fucking rips too. It's the be- We've talked about that <laughs> every episode. When, when he gets piled by the people and then crawls back out of the people, I was like, Fuck, man, Davey Havoc is still so cool. So cool. That's and so like, cool. He starts it with like a lame monologue that he just backs up so hard where he's just like, he's like, the record label doesn't want me to say this, but fuck God. And you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, he said fuck God and then defeated 40 men. <laughs> and you're like, you know what? Fuck God. You're right, man. <laughs> Y'all had the same favorite song, or I would say my favorite song is the Amy Lee Sally song, just because I think I've accidentally listened to it before and liked it. <laughs> uh, okay, I I'd go with Corn, but yeah. maybe also Marilyn Manson. I feel like honestly, it might be my favorite Marilyn Manson song. Oh well, that's a fight. We'll have to do a different day. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I'll go with the Corn one. It's the only one that I, I gotta be honest with you guys. I did not listen to this full album. I skipped through every song except for most of the corn one i listened almost to the whole thing uh yeah. and then actually the shiny toy guns one wasn't like terrible from what i listened to it <laughs> I, I, listened, I like shiny toy guns in high school but i listened to 30 seconds of it so which is you know was a lot for me <laughs> goo um i think my favorite was the rjd2 track because I was listening to it and I was like, I don't know how this is made. Like, is this just seven songs that this guy chopped together? I know he's a millionaire because he made the soundtrack to Mad Men, but I don't understand what a DJ is. So considering that it made me have some sort of uh, essay <laughs> written in my head, I'm going to go with RJD2 for Christmas Eve montage. Yeah, that famous song from this movie. Yeah, you know the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, the one that has a drum machine and then a vague guitar. It might be a guitar. It might be a keyboard. Did he play guitar? Did he pay somebody to do it? Was it a sample? Who knows? It's a mystery. Just like Christmas, because I'm a Jew. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I like the corn one. Whatever. Um, plugs? Do we do plugs now? Uh, find me on Twitter, at Jeremy Thunder. Check out Ballin' Out Super. Super. Our Christmas special is going to be out the same day as this. Check it out. It's about me. Jordan's <laughs> in it. I'm in it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Katie Rose, on Instagram, at Oh Hello, Katie Rose. Please listen to my Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can find me at the Steinbeg on Twitter and Instagram, and where all uh, tweets are sold. <laughs> uh, hey, this is Drew Kaufman. You can follow me on Instagram at Drew Kaufman Photography. Also, uh, our good friend Ben Kohler had an accident and he hurt his arm, and uh, he's going to be out of commission playing drums for a little bit. So the Sweet Boys and Mutoid Man have set up uh, GoFundMe to raise money to cover medical bills and uh, all the loss of income that he's going to have while he can't tour. So please, if you're a fan of the show, if you're a fan of his music, if you're just a nice person, swing on over. Uh, it's on most of our socials. You can find a link to it. The Ben Kohler Fund. Give Ben some money. He's really the, the nicest guy in the world. Wishing you a speedy recovery, Ben, who's not listening to this. 
Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. That well, maybe he is. Are you? Uh, f- I don't know. Follow my dog on Instagram at Great Hambino. I don't use my Twitter ever, so who cares? <laughs> uh, we're gonna have uh, a bunch of new um, uh, episode. We have a new episode coming out in January. Uh, keep your eyes out for that. We're also gonna have just some new fun announcements. We're gonna be just trying to do do other stuff. That is. Uh, Stay tuned. Yeah. For- Hot content of various types. Who knows? Yeah, we're gonna do. We're gonna be. We're gonna be like uh, doing a lot of stuff to just keep the the show alive. That's a little more. Um, that's just less straining. Look out for that. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye.